Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Yeah, hamburger helper, and we're live. As always, we're live this morning here in uh, Phoenix, Deer Valley, Arizona, in the radio studios that we built, gosh, 20, 20 years ago when we got this building in 05. Yeah, it's been, is that right, 05? 15, 15 years. 15 years 15. ago. It's a, you know, you're getting a little old. <laughs> Trouble yeah. doing math, so... This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Live radio, you never know what hey, you're Hey, listen, hear. you walk to school barefoot, uphill, both directions. I was so. born in the 50s, so be calm, okay, and be kind with me. Talk a little bit slower, so let me start again. Hey, good morning and welcome. <laughs> Another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedars-Strum, and we're live from the Holden Sealing Studios in beautiful Dakin Beer Valley, Arizona. Expecting a high of uh, in the 90s today. And this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. one 800 And this reverberates around the world at allamericangold.com. Notice you don't have to say www anymore, which we did for about five years. At allamericangold.com, it's got pricing, news, views, just about everything you need to while away the wee hours of the morning, plus podcasts. You can find this show. We're live in Phoenix on 1010 a.m. KXXT Family Values Radio in the mornings here, and we also simulcast 1360KHNC.com, the roar of the Rockies, and you can listen podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, and listen. You can listen to all of it. I'm joined with Nephew, Vice President, uh, owner of Patriot Trading Group, the guy that uh, has got uh, a constant headache now trying to keep up with everything that's changing, Joe Jaquin. Good morning. Just so. incredibly busy. Uh, um, also, I just want to throw this out there. Like us uh, on our Facebook page with 1360KHNC.com. Uh, all, you, all you people out there, uh, like us uh, on Facebook there. We're doing no, a no, lot. They should have a hate button. We're doing a <laughs> Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I hate these guys. So, so. Yeah, we'd probably be a lot more popular <laughs> if we if had, had the, the hate, hate button. button. Right. So nobody wants to hear the truth anymore. <laughs> Netflix is much easier, okay? Right. Just go to Netflix, you know, you can I was binge watching uh gosh, I've gone full circle, you know, at night and you can only take so much news, you know, people they, they you know, you got everybody has to tune out. I think included, 1 so. hour a day is plenty. What's that? 1 um, hour of news a day. News? And it's this hour. This hour. That's thing. right. We cover it all. So, you know, it's like the uh, movie Groundhog. He, he goes, "What do you mean, Blizzard?" Well, did you see the weather? He goes, I am the weather. Okay, we are the news. I got to tell you that uh, I, I'm going to open with this. I, I wasn't going to, but Joe and I did a, uh, had a little fun. You know, we like to, I got to get humor out to you. If I don't get it out, I'll pop, and my brain is sick and twisted. And we were laughing about turning Las Vegas into a test a testing facility. You know, they used to test nuclear bombs out there. People used to go park their, you know, 50s nomad wagons at the edge of town to watch the gigantic mushroom cloud, you know, blow up and shards of radiation would cover everything in Vegas. You know, it was like 20 casinos at the time. What could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? It was the best ticket in town. So, yeah, the, the mayor of Las Vegas, God bless her, she's 81 years old, Carolyn Goodman. Now we were saying that they should just take all the seventy-five and older, all the high-risk people. Right. If you're go from, to Vegas. If you're from New York, you go to New York, New York, and you stay there. You know, you want to come in from Europe? We'll stick you in Paris, Paris. You get two hundred dollars of chips every week, and we just wait and see who survives. All the buffets are open and they're free. Free yes. buffets because that's you know what do you do? A golf courses, all that stuff would be ready to go. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. 
They're condemning her comments. Mayor Goodman said if she called for casinos and other non-essential business to reopening, suggesting that the city will serve as a test case to measure the impact of the coronavirus. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Everybody's listening to Patriot Radio News Hour. She had to be sitting there going, you know, these guys might be honest. What's great is if you read down in the article, she goes, we've had a lot of viruses here. <laughs> Syphilis, gonorrhea. So, yeah, it's, the whole place is basically a Petri dish, you know, and some of you people may have brought home a few viruses from Vegas. It doesn't always stay in Vegas. No, no, no. It, uh, so, anyway, so they're all like, what? Now, remember Nancy Reagan, you know, and her war on drugs. And you remember her slogan? Just say, say no. no. Just say no. Well, the new government, the new paradigm that we live in is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that now she's on board. Just say no to going back to work. (laughs) Did you see that? Absolutely. She's telling everybody this is our time. Don't go back to work. Refuse to go back to work until they pay you better, right? You know, this whole – and listen – We've been telling you this all along. Eric's been on it from day one. Hyperinflation is coming to the United States, whether you like it or not. And if you think you're going to open Las Vegas or Atlanta, Georgia, or Nashville, Tennessee, it's going to be with all kinds of restrictions, way more things for business owners to have to do, and regulations, and social distancing, and gloves, and masks lawsuits, all this other thing, driving up the price, and now you've got Ocasio-Cortez out there saying, hey, listen, we're not going back to work. We're going to give, we got an extra 600 bucks a week, we're not going back to work Do you start paying us $20, $30 an hour, the Big Mac, 53 bucks, right, the, the new car, 150000 the loaded pickup truck, three hundred grand. Your, your McMansion in Anthem, Arizona is now going to be worth a million bucks. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And the new taxes that are coming. It's the only way out, man. They better inflate, 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 and everybody better get a jack. It's the opposite of the Great Depression. So, but remember, really, if you get a call from your boss to go back to work, remember to just say no. Brought to you by OAC for President 2024. We'll be back after these messages. Mike and the Mechanics, real estate of Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric Cedars for a hamburger helper. Joe Jake went, the owner, sitting in front of me, and uh, beautiful Arlene out front trying to. She's like an air traffic controller out there. The phones just won't stop. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate the support in here. Without you, we wouldn't be here. You know, the. The Vegas thing, though, still, when I read it this morning, I spit coffee out of my nose because we had a lot of fun with that, a lot of feedback on it. You know, people get angry. You know, how dare you send the old people to Vegas? Well, Vegas wants you now. They'll take you. Right. So, you know, and do they have an Italian? Because they got, they, got, they got Paris Paris. Is there like a little Italy casino? Because, you know, when you go over there, you get a bad virus, the Italians. It's called. Maybe the Rio. Maybe Rio, right? yeah. So Maybe the, the Rio, I don't so, know. So the survivors from Italy, you know, God bless them. <laughs> they could go over there. Then they'd suffer from a new virus called Mafunzalo. Mafunzalo. So how about a coronavirus license plate? Coronavirus survivor license plate. Oh, like the uh, World War II Pearl or the Harbor, War, you yeah. know, veterans, right? Yeah, you may have to have it. 
Now, I talked to Gary Ryan, a friend of mine, uh, retired. Uh, he's locked down in Spokane. And Washington State is just, you know, Inslee there. Is that his name, the governor of the most? He's just locked that state down. I mean, it is locked up tight. Now, Cor- Spokane has grown it with everything. And, you know, Coeur d'Alene is the next city over in Idaho. And it used to be like from Scottsdale to Mesa, living out here, you know, there was orchards here back there there was forest now it's just all town you know there is no space just, between just it growing into one big and the same thing has happened there i mean you can drive from spokane to coeur d'alene idaho and not even know i mean because it's just the whole thing is is a town it's 40 miles but now they've got at the idaho line if you have washington plates they are stopping you and not letting you in the state unless you can prove that you're there on necessary business. Do you have your papers? You have your papers, sir. So they are locked down. And he lives on a golf course. He's got one of those elevated houses that looks out over a half a dozen fairways. And the golf course is closed. If there's a hell, this has to be it. So it'd be like, remember the, the Got Milk commercial where the guy thinks he's in heaven and he, he gets all the cookies and he's eating the cookies, I'm in heaven. And then he, he opens the fridge and the milk cartons are all empty. <laughs> he realizes... <laughs> Uh-oh, I might not be in heaven. So, so I mean, here the golf courses are open. I mean, they're serving lunch and cocktails. You don't, you can't sit down. You know, you, you have to stand up. Well, you can sit on the grass, but there are no tables and chairs. That's how we've dealt with it here. We have, what, 5,500 cases total for Arizona. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yep. So this morning, the unemployment numbers, you know. Another 4.4 million people. Uh, we're up to what? It, what's the number? Twenty-six point five million in just the last month alone. Uh, we got one more report next week, so next week's going to be a big week. We're going to get the last report, which I think is going to push us to thirty million people. Then the government number is going to come out. Uh, we're going to see a massive spike in the unemployment rate and all of those things, and and. It's truly amazing. You, know, you you just do the workforce. The workforce was about 150 million people. Uh, by next week, we're going to have 30 million people that file for claims. So, I mean, you're looking at a 20% unemployment rate, and it doesn't stop there. we got to figure the small business as well that are shut down. That's why I said it's it's 50 million, 50 million at this point, yeah, yeah, the gap, real number. Gap today, they may be next. They could be next in the bankruptcy line. They've stopped paying all the rents. Said they're running low on cash. I mean, it just doesn't stop. Well, I got to tell you what's amazing is the Dow's up 329. Varney this morning goes, because I had it on in the background. I was working out. Man, my ribs are healing. I feel much better. Thank you for all the emails. He's become almost unlistenable to me now. So they're trying to tell Wall Street rallying on, hey, the unemployment news isn't as bad as we thought. It was actually a little worse. They were expecting only 4.2 million. It was 4.4, but however you'd like to spin it, Right, really, what it's rallying on is this afternoon. The House is supposed to pass stimulus three point five. I don't know why they've learned not to do it. They've learned not to do it too quick, right? Because always the rumors not happen, right? Right. Rumors better than the The rumors better, yeah. Because then once they go, okay, five hundred billion dollars, they go. Is that it? But here's the thing: I want to give you all a little heads up. See the banks. All of these loans that haven't gone through, that the banks, you know, cherry-picked. Tell me what you told me about Chase yesterday. Unbelievable. Okay. Cherry-picked. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you some insight. Take J.P. Morgan. Do you know how the percentage of loans that they processed in the first one? 
6%. That was it. When they ran out of money, they only processed 6% of the loans. 6 Six percent, and they did now. They, and of course, they made sure they the bigger guys the got their six. money. It's disgusting. But the banks already are warning now today because you're going to get another three hundred and ten billion for this small business thing. They're already warning this morning that's not enough to cover all the applicants that they've already got. Forget wow. about adding any more applicants. It's not enough. Wow. All right, back to the unemployment numbers. What is Alaska, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Rhode Island, Montana, and Delaware have in common? Don't have a lot of people. Yeah. If you total up the population, if you total up Alaska, 734,000, North Dakota, 761, South Dakota, 900,000, Delaware, 980,000, Rhode Island, 1 million, Montana, 1 million. It still doesn't get you to the number of the amount of people that filed unemployment this week. This week. This week. Wow. Wall Street's up on that news. one 800 951 Well, here's the Gold's up on the news as well, right? So you, gold's up another $15 We've this had a morning. Double, we had a double move on uh, take whatever the gold movement is and to when you get to U.S. legal tender, real money, non-confiscatable, private U.S. Constitutional, Article 1, Section 10, real McCoy material, the price doubled over the price of gold. So why? Because it's run not only on the metallic content, but on the simple fundamentals of supply and demand. And we talked about some of this yesterday. You know, and you go back to the Great Depression. And when the markets crashed in 29, and, I mean, there was a series of, uh, of gyrations, but... By the 30s, everything had calmed down before, right before they confiscated gold in 1933. But the, the simple fact was the money was real. You could exchange paper dollar for silver dollars. You could exchange a $20 bill for a $20 gold piece. From the, from the stock market crash all the way up to gold confiscation. And as things started to change, and they're like, well, we, it's not getting any better, but you know, the, you know, they're trying to, you know, looking for what they call the green shoots. They love to do that. People started looking at the paper and the gold, and they're like, you know, I think I'd rather have the gold. So more little by little, people started procuring it and putting it away, and the gold started going out of circulation. Now, this is when our money was still constitutionally sound. So it was all interchangeable, but they found out the only thing left in circulation was paper. They'd run out of gold. So Roosevelt... And, the, and if you read the executive order from 33, it starts out to relieve the national existing emergency in banking. Now, again, no electronic deposits back then, no wires, so we have a different st- sense. Joe, let me ask you, the trillions of dollars that we're in debt and the trillions of dollars that they need to hand out to monetize the economy, if they had to print it, and this just in the last five weeks, how big of bills do you think we'd be seeing in circulation right now? Just like Argentina, Brazil, we used to have the South African notes up here that were in the trillions. The $100,000 notes and trillion-dollar notes. So this is where they're able to literally not paper over it, but electronically mask it. So because it's, you know, we don't have... A funny thing happened, well, not funny, but an interesting thing happened over in the retirement community here in Sun City five weeks ago when all this started. They've got a main big bank there, and they all use a huge walk-in bank, and, and it's a major chain, major, you know, bailed-out public bank. But but 
they had a run on the bank for cash. Why? Because us old-timers, you know, the old-timers understand cash, and they all wanted their money, lots of it. You know, if you had a 200 grand in the account, they wanted 200 grand, and they wanted it today. They had to shut it. It was the first bank to close in Phoenix because the kids today and the people today believe in electronic transactions. They believe in the uh, blockchain right. currencies. Apple Pay, Venmo, all that stuff. But to me, you know, I, if you don't have money in your wallet, you don't have money. I'm 60 years old. That's just how I feel. So, and so this is how. That's what happened in the Great Depression. So in 33, they recalled all the gold. Now, for 100 years, a $20 bill and a $20 gold piece were interchangeable. And they knew, hey, look, we're going to give you these new $20 bills for your gold. They knew people wouldn't do it. Now, again, you got to remember, this is in the, you know, the 20s, and, and you know this was how many people were willing to, to put their life on the line and did for this country. It was a different generation. And if Uncle Sam wanted their gold, it was a good reason. But even then, the Federal Reserve knew. And they were still in their infancy. And they were only 15, 18 years old at the time. So they were still, the Federal Reserve was still a teenager. They knew, you know, maybe people might not go for it. Let's give them, yeah, $20.67. Now, you may not believe it, but $0.67 cents at the height of the Great Depression was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And it was silver and copper, by the way. So... So they said, okay, well, again, patriotic, they turned it in. And then the rest of them said, all right, well, some people said, I'm not doing it. And they put it away. They said, I'm not turning it in. And, you know, once they figured they had it all, and when the banks reopened, like we, this is, again, the difference of where we're at today, that they when they went through the safety deposit boxes. So if you had gold in there, they took it. You had to, they, had to, they could not open your safety deposit box without a Federal Reserve agent standing there, a.k.a. banker. So... Then after they got it all, now 67 cents was a lot of money. They set the world price of gold at $35. 70% they made off the American public at the height of the Great Depression. And then, of course, uh, as they had all this, they, they, they left some exceptions. Why? Because the people that write the laws, the people that write the laws today, nobody knows who writes these gigantic patriot acts and everything. It's the, it's the shadow governments that you don't see. They left a little exemption. You didn't have to turn in all your gold. You had to have material that had a recognized collectible value. Nobody really was sure what that was, but they knew the Indians were. And they knew the St. Gaudens were and the old liberties. So turns out you could keep them. And you were allowed to make 70%. Now, of course, from 33 to the mid-70s, you couldn't own gold. You couldn't own it. You know, it, you could if you were a dentist, industrial gold, you know, if it was a, if it was something that was applied to industry. But, jeweler. Jeweler, but you couldn't own it as any type of bullion form. Bullion, very clear, all bullion. And by the way, all foreign gold is the second line. Every maple leaf, every Krugerrand, every sovereign, every, British sovereign. every bald-headed, bearded guy you can think of out there. So the people said, well, I'm not turning in my gold. Everybody would say it today, and I doubt they'd get it, you know. I don't know what they'd have to offer you for it. Well, I mean, what do they care? It's just paper. So, Ten years in prison and a $10,000 fine was pretty right. good motivation to turn it in on top of the 67 cents. Yep, on top of that. So, so yeah, you know, it was an ounce of cocaine or an ounce of gold. You were, you know, better off with the ounce of cocaine, believe it or not, in 1970. So... Now you look at it, you come up today, and of course we have a first president ever who's declared he wanted a weak dollar. Says and, it all the time. Right, they want a weak dollar and zero interest rates. So then when the hyperinflation hits, 
and they all get their wish. He wants negative rates. Right. I mean, really. I mean, think he wants negative rates. There's going to be somewhere, somehow, that the United States is going to have to lead with some with the super currency. They're like, well, we have to restore order in a hyperinflated society, and history says it's always gold. So who knows where they'll be when they go, okay, turn in all your foreign gold, all your bullion, which, again, is anything minted by modern issue by any mint, the U.S. mint, unless it's struck solely as collectibles. And there are certain issues, some proof issues in presentation cases, much, very expensive, that, uh, that, that meet that criteria. But they updated the laws in the 80s and under the Reagan administration as to what is bef- just before they started the U.S. Eagle, uh, the U.S. Eagle run that, that Reagan authorized and what's bullion and what's co- what's collectible and what isn't. And of course, they were very clear. If you look at any Gold Eagle brochure, it says bullion, so it's all classified as bullion. So today, they're not going to take your gold. I wanted to clarify on this, but they will offer you money or paper electronic credits and. Who knows what it'll be? And the ultimate way is just not to do it and get involved in the right way. We're going to talk about this when we get back. So I hope this answers your questions. I had a ton of calls on it yesterday, and we'll talk a little more when we get back. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, the blind leading the stupid. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. You would think that the government has enough to do trying to stop the spread and sale of illegal drugs and overage drinking of alcohol. But no, the Food and Drug Administration must have time on its hands because it waged an aggressive battle against milk and has just won a fight against the creamy white stuff that most of us think is pretty healthy. The FDA won a two-year battle to shut down an Amish farmer named Daniel Allgaier, who was selling fresh, raw, unpasteurized milk to eager customers in Washington, D.C. The FDA claims that unpasteurized milk is unsafe, and it was exercising its authority to stop sales of Allgaier's milk across state lines. The milk battle came to a climax after a full investigation, complete with a 5 a.m. surprise inspection and a straw purchase sting operation against Mr. Allgaier's Rainbow Acres Farm. Some of Allgaier's customers have been buying his fresh milk for six years, and they accuse the government of interfering with their parental rights to feed their children. I'm particularly interested in this case because I brought up all my six children drinking raw, fresh milk. Every Saturday, I would drive to a farm about an hour away from my home in Alton, Illinois, and buy 12 gallons of raw milk and 12 dozen fertile eggs. That lasted our family for a week until the following Saturday. Nobody ever got sick. People asked me why I preferred raw milk, and my answer was, it is delicious. The taste difference between raw milk and pasteurized milk is just about as great as the difference between fresh fruit and canned fruit. I hope the government busybodies apologize to Mr. Allgaier and return to the important and necessary tasks that the government ought to be doing. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Patriot Radio News Hour, Eric Sears from Joe Jaquan. How are you guys doing? Hope this finds you well. Did you see yesterday Mitch McConnell? Because the there there's another bailout coming. This is three point five, the half a billion. Who knows what's in it? It's supposed to be for businesses until who knows what they've tacked in it. We haven't seen it. Well, it's yeah, very they're, quiet. They're, yeah, so. they've got like money for some hospitals and and some other other programs in there, $484 billion total on this one. And already they're saying, hey, the 310 of it or more small business, still not going to be enough. But there's another one. Now, they already know what the next stimulus, a.k.a. and really we call it similar, let's call it what it is, bailout. We already know what the next bailout piece of legislation is, and it's setting up Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate, he's the Republican leader of the Senate, talking about the health of the cities and states across the United States. So now there's another trillion, well, $750 billion they're going to ask for, to back up the pension plans for retired police officers, firefighters, what? teachers, governors, feds. How much? $750 billion. That is more than both. Stimulus three and three point five for the small businesses. So you have to pay small that. businesses only got like six hundred. If they pass this one today or tomorrow, or whatever, will only have gotten a little over six hundred billion dollars. And you're telling me that the next round seven hundred eighty some odd billion for the pension funds, five hundred million cities and states, two hundred fifty million for counties. Wow. These are the people that wrote you tickets. They're gonna make your day. You know, they're retired now, playing golf. Got to make sure they get their hundred grand a year for their retirement in massive, California. Massive so, haircuts are coming. Well, then they're just going to dump it on the pension benefit guarantee corp. Either way, the taxpayers are going to pick it up. But listen, we're getting to the point now where so so here every week, so it's a trillion, half a trillion every week, which is where we're heading. It's all debt. It's not we don't have it. That's what people don't understand. We don't have it. The cities don't have it. The states don't have it. McConnell is kicking back on this, going, let him file bankruptcy. He said this the other day, right? Yesterday? Yesterday. If he would have said this, I don't know, three years ago, <laughs> five years ago, 20 years ago, the Dow would have would have lost thousands of points. The bond market would have went crazy. Jim Cramer would have been out on TV. Mitch McConnell knows nothing. And yesterday he comes out and says, let's allow all the states to file bankruptcy. File bankruptcy. Now the pension benefit guarantee will get dumped on the feds. And you know why nobody cares? Just give them the, give them the trillion. They don't have the money. They don't have the money. It's just electronic credits. They're just printing it up. This yeah, is our hybrid matter. You give them the $785 billion to get through this, they still don't have the money. We don't have the money. Well, nobody has the money. There's not but enough. I'm saying it doesn't fix it. It doesn't resolve well, it. I know. They're just, gonna, Illinois is still going to go broke. California is still going to go broke. New York is still going to go broke. New Jersey is still going to go broke. Pennsylvania is going to go broke. I mean, they're all going to go broke. So I think McConnell's right. I, I agree. But can you imagine? 
Man, this is my whole life. Imagine well, waking why up. Give a, why give you know, Why? Here's another trillion dollars. Why? Give it to them. You know why? Because we're never going to pay the debt. That's becoming painfully clear. They're just going to print into oblivion, all right, and everything's going to go under. We are so, $400 billion away from $25 trillion. And we, that's we a lie. We just got to $24 trillion three weeks ago. That's a lie, too. So that, that debt number is just ridiculous. I mean, that's a fallacy. Just well, take it and triple it. Part so. of that $2.2 trillion, $425 billion of it got put to the Treasury that's allowing the Federal Reserve on leverage to turn $425 billion into $4.25 trillion this is what's to buy mortgages, to buy corporate debt, to buy municipal debt, Say and now again. you're telling me it's still not enough? Say that again. So now part of the $2.2 because I was trying to, I asked Joe, and Joe researched this this morning, the Bush stimulus package was under the same guidelines, 75000 for an individual, 150000 for couples. This was 12 years ago, except couples got uh, $1,200, so you got 600 each. Now they get 2400 right? And they said how terrible that was. Right, remember. it was terrible. Didn't terrible work. idea. But it was only, it, it was $150 billion, so you got to double it now. Right. So it's, it was $300 billion. Okay, so actually a little more than that. Population's grown. It's gone up a little. We'll give them $400 billion. So four hundred billion to give people a stimulus check. So to get to two point two trillion, so you got to add three hundred and fifty billion to go to the uh, small business. Small business. So there's seven fifty. Right. Then the you get airlines got fifty billion in right. that. It's still a long way away. How about the two right. two trillion from uh, uh, another from, another four hundred and twenty five billion dollars to. The treasury. So they, now this went to the treasury. Went to the treasury. This is fractional banking. Correct. I want to explain this. What did they do in the money? So the, they loaned it to the central bank ten times the leverage. Right. So the central bank can take four hundred and twenty-five billion dollars and turn it into four point two five trillion. And, buy, and they call that the balance sheet. Yes, and buy all of this debt. That and now you're telling me, oh, well, let's just give them more money. I mean, $4.25 can't fix the problem. Another trillion's not going to do it. No, it's, but they're going to do it anyway, and it's just this is never going to end. because We can disagree. I don't think so. I think everybody that gets a pension from a city, a county, a state, you better watch out. I don't think five years from today, and it could be two years from today, could be next year, you're getting a haircut. Well, the you're states are broke. A haircut. The states are broke. You're Here. getting a haircut. You're going to get a haircut in the new money. Why even bother? How far do they let this go? $30 trillion, $50 trillion? At what point do you default on the debt? I mean, it's just skyrocketing. It's just skyrocketing. Why go through the effort and pretend like the money's real? Like, they're all pretending like, oh, the small business can't get it. They're going to wipe out the middle class. They're going to wipe out the lower class, the elitists, or everybody gets their money, the publicly traded companies, the whole thing. They're going to send us into another, you know, this is going to make the, the, anything that's happened to Argentina or Brazil or the Soviet Union or Mexico look like child's play. So they're just going to wipe the currency out. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen anyway. You can't fix it. You really think they're going to wave a magic wand and go, guess what? We knocked $1.7 trillion off the debt this year. They couldn't pay it off in 10 lifetimes. 
So the U.S. dollar's done. I think everybody agrees on this simple fact. And again, if they were printing money instead of just electronic, you know what, right now you'd have $100,000 bills in circulation. They'd be everywhere. I mean, how would they do? They couldn't physically print $100 bills to put out $2.5 trillion in, in, in the, to publicly traded companies. It couldn't happen. They wouldn't be able to do it. It would take them years and years no and idea. years at $100 so, bills. We're so stupid. We're so uneducated. You got no idea, right? They already know. And I said this three and four years ago. They already know what the new currency is going to be. We don't know. Right. right? They, they, we don't know what it is. They've got it all set up. They know exactly what they're going to do. And, and it happens the same way every time. 99% of you, we all get it right up the backside. And 1% comes out. Smelling like the rose, Dr. Evil and Amazon and, and Apple, right? And nobody else. Hyperinflation, you might want to start praying for it. We'll be back after these messages. Dumber than a stick and uglier than a mud fence. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour brought to you by, yeah, Patriot Trading Group. Staying on this, the argument continues. The Great Depression or hyperinflation? The National Governors Association has said that states and municipalities will need at least $500 million in aid to deal with the crisis caused by the pandemic as tax revenues have collapsed and demands for resources escalate. McConnell, Mitch McConnell said there will be a fulsome discussion among all Republican senators on whether and how to spend any state aid to local government and pension funds as to what the money should be spent on. That'll be one of the focuses for the next round of stimulus spending that Congress will be taking up next week. McConnell's reluctance signals that negotiation could be the most difficult one so far. President Trump said Tuesday of this week that he expected aid to state and local governments, but no state has defaulted on its debt since the Great Depression. And even after the last recession, only a handful of cities went bankrupt since governments have broad ability to raise taxes. The current economic contraction may leave states facing an even worse fiscal crisis than they did a decade ago and makes anything from the Great Depression, again, there it is, look small. So now they're looking, the governors have requested $500 billion uh, to minimum and for the cities and counties, $250 billion. The bond market, however, doesn't appear to be pricing in much risk of defaults because they think the money's coming. While prices tumbled during a panic sell-off last month, They've now since rebounded with returns roughly flat for the year. Now you've got to you've got to change some laws to allow for the states to file bankruptcy because the states are technically supposed to raise taxes to make all of this work. Listen, the, what's coming here? It, it's it's hard to get people to understand. July first, all of the fiscal twenty twenty one budgets got to come out. There's going to be massive, massive layoffs coming in the cities, the counties, the states. The revenue's not there. Legally, legally, they have to pass a balanced budget. Okay, they have to pass legally, one. Right. Legally, right. So in order to do it, and they use every trick in the book, and obviously they never finish with a balanced budget because all the states got debt up the wazoo. So they're counting on this. Here's the question. So I say... Give them the trillions of dollars because they're never going to pay it anyway. So make sure that all the retired policemen and off. Yeah, there's something going on right now. Make sure all the policemen and the uh, the public pensions and the teachers yes, and everybody gets to keep their pension right. plans right where it is. Or, or you wake up, you're 
oh, sometime middle of this summer or maybe late, you know, early fall, and you pick up your newspaper and it says, State of California filing for, filed for bankruptcy. Do you have any idea that California, if it fell California. into the ocean, would be the third largest economy in the world? Well, I think it's eighth. Might have changed. Yeah, I think it it's, was it's, third. Yes, yeah, eighth. I think it's eighth. Largest. So the eighth all largest economy all by itself just files bankruptcy. You understand the ramifications of this? And then having all the other ones because New Jersey's just as bad. They're all, but they're all. If they don't get government, you know, stimulus money on a regular basis interjected in matching funds and all that and and most of it is the pension funds that are that yeah, they're have, in big trouble they're in big, big trouble big trouble so they file bankruptcy they dump it on the pension benefit guarantee now all these people that are living you know with their pensions they get cut the pbgc and, and, and listen we're not talking 10 percent. oh god no we're not talking 80 percent. yeah you're yeah, that's yeah. what i was just going to say yeah. you're going to get maybe 25 cents on the dollar so if you were getting four grand you're going to get one. Right. So it may save money as opposed to bailing them out, but they're never going to pay the debt anyway. We all know it. Just get used to the fact they're not going to pay it and the dollar's going to collapse. Is it possible that we could have both oh a my Great God. Depression and hyperinflation? Is that possible? Well, the hyperinflation would be that the money just wouldn't buy anything then. So they, you know, the wheelbarrow right. stories. But I'm just right. saying, thinking that triggers about depression. All the too. pensioners get whacked. Now they don't have any money yet. Everything costs a fortune, right? I mean, is it possible? Anything's possible. Anything uh, is. And possible. by the way, just real quick, and and while Eric and I were talking here, uh, dramatic moves in the stock market. I think we've got liquidity problems. The Dow literally lost 200 points in and one tick. In like one tick, it's recovered now. It's only it's only up uh, it's about up about 140, but it was up 340 points. Well, check the wire. It went all the way back down. I haven't seen anything yet. There's probably something on the stimulus, and, and, I, and, and it could be something on the stimulus. I haven't seen it, or you know, we've been seeing this at the end of close on Wall Street, where they have these liquidity problems, and you get these exaggerated moves in like the last three minutes. Uh, this one just happened to happen right in the middle of trading. So I don't know. Haven't seen it yet, but I'll keep you posted. Well, again, the, the, the option of just flooding the economy with money. Uh, here you, know, you go. So I it? just got it now. The Gilead drug flops is the report. So flops also. It's not the, the, it's not the pandemic it, it's, cure-all. It's not the cure-all again. And listen, this is like the cold and all these things. I don't think there's ever going to be a cure. No, it's just going to have to run its run its course so it'd be it would be a terrible state of affairs if vegas became the safest place to live because you know that the three and a half percent of everyone over there ended up dying so i mean who knows so i i you can't figure it out bill gates you know that's everybody hates him now but he says as things get back to semi-normal it's impossible to overstate the pain that lies in the years ahead that's the headline this morning as well so so I don't know. I'm in the inflation camp. Let's just bring it on. Let's just print into oblivion. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen. They can't stop it. It isn't like, you know, that we're a trillion dollars or a billion dollars in debt. You know, and the, and again, the 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 25 trillion represents and, and uh, unless I'm wrong, that re- represents the MNS, the NMS, the non marketable securities, the monetized part. It doesn't talk about the underfunded pensions. It doesn't talk about underfunded Social Security. It doesn't talk about any of that. 
the number is staggering. Staggering. And the only way to fix it, you know, the only way to fix it is to monetize it. So, do they put the money in there or you don't? Yep. Or change the money. So, I think they're going to try to monetize it and then they're going to change the money. It's just the natural order of things. Unfortunately, I didn't think we were going to see it. I didn't think I'd see it at 60. I think I'm going to see it. You're going to see it. We're going to be broadcasting about it right here. So, final segment coming up. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy. The uh, boundless dismay. Yeah, this is it for today. We may have to go to two hours, though. But unfortunately, we're either doing radio or writing orders, so... I uh, worked out this morning, and uh, I always have Fox News on in the background. And uh, Tom Selleck, you know, he comes on the reverse mortgage guy. We're not trying to take your house, and I'm thinking, you know, I I'm, I think we're heading to hyperinflation, and I don't think there's any way to stop it. And you know, they're talking about the reverse mortgage, and you know, in hyperinflation, in hyperinflated economies, the banks and the governments are the only people that own houses. So you know, I'm thinking the reverse mortgage pitch. You know, why don't they just get it over with? Why don't they just change it to Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice, you know? <laughs> we come for your daughter, Chuck. You know, we'll get you out of the house. They'll get you out of it. So, you know, but they, they, how it works is they just, the bank buys it from you. Instead of giving you the payments all at once, they, they, you have to be old to get it, you know, 62 or older, because they use the actual the actuarial tables, and the faster you die, the better the bank does. So apparently if you get a miracle cure and you live long enough, you know, they just buzz your neighborhood with chemtrails and kill you all off so they can finally get their reverse mortgage and get their house back. So, anyway, you know, we had a huge jump in gold. Well, you had uh, gold's up $20 overnight, but $20 gold pieces jumped 40 So, still very affordable by what I think's going to happen, but we are going to wave goodbye to... Uh, nine, to anything under two grand in physical material and non-confiscatable private material. So one through nine today, uh, U.S. twenty-dollar gold at twenty two thousand twenty-five dollars. Uh, Ten plus. Last night we were at nineteen seventy-five. We're as tight as we can get. We're at nineteen ninety-eight right now. So. Nineteen hundred ninety-eight dollars. Oh, ten. ten Got to order ten or more. Yeah. This, so this is shaping up. Listen, the the again, we're getting it from all of our suppliers now. Uh, Demand is dis or the products disappeared again, right? right. So, so uh, you know, you remember a couple of weeks ago we were we were twenty one, twenty two hundred dollars. Uh, gold's running again, like Eric said, uh, seventeen hundred and fifty five. Gold's up fifteen. Silver uh, up slightly today. The Dow uh, was was having a good day because they were hoping on stimulus. Uh, is now it, it's up a hundred points. Uh, the drug that they were hoping that Gilead drug that's not going to work. Uh, I, How about I, the banks and the credit cards? Quickly here. Oh, the, if you, we didn't even say that banks are. By the way, credit card your your credit card balances. You know, you're the they're, they're whacking them again, like they were doing. Right, in they're 08, cutting 09. your credit lines, and if you put like if you buy, which a lot of people do, always use your cards here, so you get miles. I mean, it's always been that way. This is a big ticket item that now they're the banks are calling the people. Calling him? Did you did you buy gold? Were Are you, you forced? Were you forced to were make you forced? this? They asked one of our clients if they were forced to buy gold. Yeah, yeah. We have real high high sales pressure here. The we use the biggest one we got. How many do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you give us any trouble at all, Eddie, we hang up on you. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Amazing. Yeah, they don't want to let it go. They're declining. You have to call. 
The banks have cut back everything. So here we go. Are we going? Joe says Great Depression. I say runaway hyperinflation. You know, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley are there. there. I mean, it's the point counterpoint. Unfortunately, there's nothing in between. There really isn't. That's the bad part. If you wake up and the states are all filing bankruptcy, it's too late. You're not going to get any gold. California goes under. New Jersey, New York, they all need money. They all start going under. You understand that the big money, I'm not talking about little money. I'm talking about big money will own every piece of gold from sea to shining sea. The little guy don't get none. That's one thing we were always able to do. Laughed at, ridiculed, pointed, made fun at. You crazy people with your tin foil on. Yeah, go ahead, buy your gold and move to Idaho. That's what they love to say. Well, I got a place near Idaho. <laughs> but I have Washington license plates and they won't let me in. <laughs> call us collect, call us direct, but call us today. Eric Suters from Joe Jake, one Patriot Radio News Hour.